Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 101 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Quick note, guys. Do you like the water? Do you like boats? Do you like hanging out with cool, nerdy folk? Well, Mark and I do, too, and that's why we're going to be part of the Joko Cruise 2017. It leaves in, like, 40 days, and there are still cabins available sailing out of San Diego around the Sea of Cortez. It's going to be so much fun, and there are so many cool people there. Go to Joko Cruise, that's J-O-C-O-C-R-U-I-S-E dot com uh, to book your cabin immediately and check out all of the fun and awesome guests that are going to be there. Also, are you enjoying the show? Are you new to the show? Have you been listening for a while, but you've never told anybody about it? Share the show with a friend and give them the gift of argument. And another great way you can help us out and make the show available to a bunch of people is to rate and review us on iTunes. Give us one of those five-star reviews. Almost 400 people have left reviews, and I know so many more of you can join in and pitch in. It's so easy to do, and it does help new people discover the show. So hit those fives on iTunes. And also, one last thing, join us on Facebook at our new Facebook group. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast it's all about conversations people are talking with each other people are talking with me and i love it and you will too and it couldn't ask for a nicer group of people to be assembled on the internet so check that out but for now why don't you check out episode 101 of we got this with mark and hal hello i'm hal lublin and i'm mark gagliardi since the dawn of humanity one issue has gone unsettled with the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Worst zoo animal. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Good evening, Hal. Good evening to you, Mark. Um, is it evening where you're listening, listener? Tell us. Describe. You know what? Send us a tweet at at we got this tweets with the hashtag uh, my time of day and just a picture and don't say anything, <laughs> nothing else, and then like we'll that. know who the real fans are. Ooh, I love it. Who will just obey our whimsical <laughs> requests for information? If we were li- waiting for the real fans, we would do it at the end of the episode. Oh, that's Anybody true. can listen to the first 60 seconds, my friend. You know, we'll have to plant more of these throughout the episode to see who's really paying attention, as I like Ooh, to do. I like that. Uh, to those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. My name is Mark. And I'm Hal. And thanks for listening. And, uh, yes, and we have a topic to discuss, a very important topic today. Um, one of the more important topics that we've really tried to tackle on this show, and I'm a little, frankly, nervous um, at... Uh, at what the ramifications of our decision might be. Well, do you, before we reveal this topic to end all topics, something that's bit, that's really controversial. I mean, mm-hmm. highly controversial. Uh, this oh, was, yeah. this was suggested by Jason Cookingham, which is such a great name for like a British knight <laughs> that you should wear, Jason, you should wear a suit of armor all the time if you're listening to me. Yeah. Just, you can carry it off. This is the Cookingham coat of arms. Yeah, and you absolutely should go to Britain and do something important so that the queen eventually lords you. Yeah. Maybe you could just be cooking ham all the time. Ooh. I'm the greatest ham cooker in all of the realm. <laughs> I just cooked my first ham. I'd never cooked a ham before, and it's uh surprisingly easy and delicious. Was it like a spiral ham, like a honey-baked? No, it was like a honey-baked ham, but it wasn't spiral cut. It was... uh. It was, I had to do all the cutting myself, my friend. What did you do that? What was the occasion that you found yourself baking an entire, cause it's like big. A, a ham's like a big. It's big. A ham's gathering. a big thing. It was for, uh, Juliana just got a new apartment. And, uh, so I baked a ham for her apartment. You know, some people burn sage, other people cook ham. There are a lot of ways yeah. to break in an apartment. Look, man, I, uh, I do it the way the southern people do it. It's kind of like burning sage. You walk it through the house and let the ham scent waft and just fill it. And if you're lucky in the South, it will stick to the walls and never leave. And if you're unlucky, it will lure a bunch of cartoon characters in by the nose. <laughs> Having been pulled by that tantalizing ham scent. 
Uh, but we're not here to talk about ham today, Hal. I wish we were, but we're not. We gotta, we gotta no. drill in. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta really dig hard into this very difficult topic. What is our topic today, Hal? The topic is worst zoo animal. Well, let me point something out, which is the people already know what the topic is. Why do we spend time revealing the topic? When we say it at the top of the show, there's that whole like film trailer thing where I say worst zoo animal, which is the topic for this show. Right. But then we get um, – it's almost like neither of us knows that we have a podcast. <laughs> really. I certainly don't. I just like talking to you. I like talking to you too. I figured let's um, record it and make money off of it, that hot podcast money. So for this episode, why don't you just put you'll see at the top <laughs> You I could even use my uh, voice doing it just now. <laughs> Who'll settle once and for all? I'm not telling. <laughs> uh, that'll increase right. listenership. Um, so today we're talking about what is the worst zoo animal. You seemed very adamant when we uh, when we first came up with this topic about what the correct answer was. So I'll tell you what I did, Hal. I dug into the uh, the vast internet to find uh, not only people's opinions about zoo animals, but also uh, since the question was just what is the worst zoo animal. Uh, to find some animals that may not be in every zoo and may not even be in more than one zoo, but they are definitely worth getting put into this race for worst zoo animal. Now, it's not going to be a particular animal, right? It won't be like a really tired giraffe where it's like, oh, that giraffe <laughs> is boring. The worst zoo animal is mittens. <laughs> Just a pair of the mittens. The tiger at the San Diego Zoo. Yeah, what, I don't know what the tiger at the San Diego Zoo is. What a bastard. Yeah. Mittens, I'm tired of, of uh, your tiger splaining everything. The condescension's got to oh, stop. Oh, the condescension of the tiger splaining. Oh, my goodness. Like, we get it why you hunt animals that are fast because there's tons of muscle and that tastes good to you. You don't have to explain yeah. it. Yeah. And stop telling us that, hey, I can't change my stripes. <laughs> yeah. Stop hiding behind that excuse. Yeah. You know what? People change. Tigers change. Maybe tigers don't change. I don't know. I've never actually had a conversation with a tiger. <laughs> <What's> um, <laughs> are you a zoo fan, Hal? Um, yeah. I, look, I like the novelty of zoo animals. There are a few things I don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, one is the smell. The germs. <laughs> no, the germs. Look, it's, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get a disease from the animals. The smell is an issue with me. Like, okay. It just stinks. I guess I'm sensitive to smells. I don't know what the term is for that. But whatever that, whatever that odd thing is, I have it. Uh, the other is the feeling that this is, uh, this is a cruel way to keep animals in general. And yes, like it's, it's sort of not okay to see like a chimp in a cement cave. There was some comedian that, that had a bit that was like, come see the chimpanzee in his natural habitat, the cement cave. And that always oh. stuck with me as like the, the shining example of what is – now, there are some zoos, as I understand it, where that's not the case, where maybe the animals are protected. I, I don't know. I, and I know we're going to avoid sort of the larger political discussion. Yes. I, as, as far as I know, the zoos that I have been to, the animals are well taken care of. Like, I, um, I like I, the zoo. If, if there is – if I, I again, I don't want to get into the politics of zoos. Uh, we're just talking about zoo animals and, uh, and leaving it at that. Yeah. We're not going to be quoting all the commentators on Fox zoos who come in. Uh, and okay. Now seems like a good time for that next hashtag challenge because a lot of people probably turned it off. Sure. Yeah. The ones that didn't turn it off after Fox zoos, um, <laughs> send a picture of. A Fox News person next to a picture of the animal from a zoo that they look most like. There you go. Uh, hashtag Fox Zoos. No, I, I, but I Perfect. will say in general, I do like zoos. I think they're cool. It's it's an interesting way to see animals that that you wouldn't normally see unless you traveled the world. And and growing up in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Zoo is one of the oldest zoos in the country. Maybe the first zoo. I could be wrong on that, but it is definitely an old zoo. And well, if you ask anyone in Philadelphia, it is the first zoo. <laughs> it's the first zoo ever. ever. You never see yeah, another zoo like zoo. this. 
<laughs> zoo is definitely one of those very Philadelphia friendly words for that accent. Zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I lived in Chicago for four years mm-hmm. and the zoo was about a mile away uh, by foot and free. So it was amazing. I used to go to the, uh, the Lincoln Park Zoo all the time in Chicago. Uh, and also when I was very young, uh, about 10 years old, I did a video called Mother Goose Goes to the Zoo, which was a uh, Christian half-hour music video to introduce kids to zoo animals. You know, Mark, you have had uh, a, a distinguished career as an adult. I mean, you know, you were the you were one of the originators of Drunk History, along with Derek and Jeremy. Um, Where are we continue. going with this? You continue to be on the show to this day. You were, of course, an integral part, one of the... I would say one of the stars of the Thrilling Adventure Hour. You remember oh, Welcome goodness. to Night Vale. You're on Star vs. the Forces of Evil. You and I were oh, both stop. on Venture Brothers together. Uh, you were on uh, that Bonnie Hunt show, Life with Bonnie. You were Where on, are we going, Hal? You were on The League. You're on uh, I'm with the band. I'm in the band. I don't remember the name of it. Don't correct me. The, the larger point is none uh-huh. of that work holds a candle to the things you did <laughs> as a child. You were in a 30-minute Christian music video that yeah. was meant to introduce people to the zoo. Yeah. It's a zoo day. It's a time to visit the animals with you day. It's a zoo day. A lion, elephant, monkey, kangaroo day. <laughs> There's so much to do. Lots of fun for me and you. It's a zoo day. Today. <laughs> yeah. And that was in Knoxville? That was at the Knoxville Zoo, yeah. What was the Knoxville Zoo like? Well, I have a lot of questions the, about this video, but I want to know what the zoo – because I ima- I don't know – you know, like there are a lot of major city zoos, and Knoxville is a mm-hmm. is a sizable city, but it's not – I don't even know if it's in the top 10 population-wise. What was the zoo like? Um, oh, no. It's not in the top 10. It is – but it, it was a good, small city zoo. Okay. It was very much like – it was as stere- – which may be why they shot it there. It was as stereotypical-looking a zoo as you could get. You would walk in, and there was a ramp that went up and curved around all these big lion enclosures. And then you uh, come into the main zoo proper, and they're all little sort of areas you can go to with all the different animals. And um, – yeah, it was kind of like, you know, they're all sort of like that hub and spoke Disneyland kind of thing, right? You go to Walt's statue and then you pick your land from there. Right. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, if they're well laid out, I'm sure there are some that are very confusing. There's one in, I went to one in Colorado Springs that was like, it was all built into a mountain. So you have thin, a thinner atmosphere or, you know, mm-hmm. you're at a higher elevation. So it's harder to breathe. Plus you have to walk uphill a bunch, which for me was quite a magical combination. <laughs> It was like, sure. it's just like walking from the lions to the polar bears was like running full speed on a treadmill for an hour and it was only 30 <laughs> feet away. This is made double funny by the fact that right before we started recording, uh, you were complaining about having to get a new inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> my needs are my needs, Mark. But sorry, you were saying no, about I the you, zoo. Uh, no, it's a lovely zoo. Uh, I spent a full week there. And we were, you know, we sort of got access to things that regular guests wouldn't get, you know, going into pens. Not like lion cages or anything. Like, hey, kids, go get in that lion cage for Jesus. They did that in, like, the year 35, not in the year, you know, 1990 or whatever it was. Right. Um, but I do remember at on the last day of shooting – I uh was like just kind of goofing around and slid down a hill on my sneakers. You know, like if there's some pebbles, you can kind of like slide down a hill. Sure. Uh, and I went a little too far and slid my shin right into the back of a um of a little golf cart that they were carrying us around the zoo in. And when you're in a zoo, even if you get the tiniest cut, which is what I got in my leg, nope, trip to the hospital, have to get a tetanus shot. There are weird, gross animals everywhere. Wow. So if I was concerned about germs, those concerns yeah. would be founded somehow. I mean, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, they absolutely would. Now, do you – what was the name of this music video, Mark? M- Mother Goose Goes to the Zoo. Okay. Mother Goose Goes to the Zoo. Thank yeah. you. I know, uh, Available on VHS and I believe DVD and perhaps digitally. All right. Uh, everybody, if you're still listening, <laughs> we think so little – like people listen to the show. They enjoy it. 
Uh, no, I, 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 I am very happy of that. We're going to check the time and see how many of you are paying the closest attention with hashtag Mother Goose Goes to the Zoo and a link to that on YouTube or wherever you can oh. find it online. Oh, this is a terrible idea. Because <laughs> we've, got, we've got the video <laughs> of you as Elvis in the mall singing Hound Dog. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Amigos Pero Pepe. Right? Did I say that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you said that right. And now we've got Mother Goose Goes to the Zoo. And I'm sh- I know that there's more, but I don't want you to tell me about it now because I like it. Unf- like I love learning new facts about you because they're always interesting. There's always a great story. <laughs> you had one. We were recording um, last night. We were recording three episodes of the Indiana Jones Minute. They won't be out for a few months. Yeah, an amazing podcast, and what a treat, and a really fun time, so please listen to that show. Yeah, but we're sitting there, and all of a sudden Mark's like, oh yeah, one time I was locked in a secret room with a snake in a bag. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know how that happens to everybody. I was just throwing off the time it happened to me. So it's such a such a joy. Even in our close friendship, I'm still learning new things. And that would keep, that's, oh. that's what keeps the well, relationship thanks, buddy. Fresh. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, hashtag snake bag love. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. Yes, let's talk about these animals. What's the last time you went to a zoo? Um, the last time I went to a zoo was, I believe I went to the Los Angeles Zoo a couple of years ago with my friend Janelle. That was my last trip to the zoo. You have not been to the Central Park Zoo. I have not been to the Central Park Zoo, and I've not been to the, uh, the zoo in um prospect park which is right near where i live okay which is that's i should do that a bunch of people with beards and really tight jeans yeah that's yeah it's the the by the way the name the prospect park zoo that that's the name of a hipster bar (laughs) yeah hot hot brew beer and cold brew coffee exactly oh geez that sounds terrible that's you know what that sounds backwards yeah it sure does That's but up is down and left is right in Brooklyn, and that's <laughs> cool, yo. Now, um, when was your last zoo trip? My last zoo trip was in was was that Colorado Springs Zoo, and it was in mm-hmm. 2011, so almost six years ago, summer of 2011. And it was okay. neat. It was nice to be in a zoo. Like it's cool to go to the zoo. Like, yeah. I still enjoy it. I just don't. It's not something I like. I don't think of the Los Angeles Zoo as a must see zoo. Well, what I was always, the occasion for that zoo trip then if you're like, eh, I'll go? I was at a blogging conference. Was it just conference. not your idea? No, I was at a conference oh. for work and then the, the – the instead of having like an ending uh, party, mm-hmm. like there was a party in the middle, but they they were like, let's do – we're going to do an outing to the zoo. So everybody goes to the zoo and we get there after hours so it's not crowded and we get a personal tour, which was which, great. Which, by the way, sounds super awesome. It was. It was really, really cool. Yeah, that's the way to see a zoo. Like – no bozos around. Also, all the animals are a little more relaxed. Like, oh, no kid's going to bang on the glass with an ice cream cone. Yeah. Right. I Zero. can chill a little more. You guys look okay. <laughs> what are you guys, bloggers? All right. <laughs> I got a great idea for a way for you to make affiliate income on your blog. <laughs> uh, it's by eating this banana with me. Yeah. There were- yeah, I opened it up from the other end. What? <laughs> Sorry. Did I blow your mind, man? Put that in your blog. And eat it by opening it up at the bottom. Um, hey, should we talk about some dangerous animals? Yeah. What now? You, I, I, I admittedly not dangerous. Uh, some bad. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I was looking at the word dangerous when I said that because <laughs> it's your middle name, but you're looking at your driver's license. That's right, Mark Dangerous Gagliardi. Now you are way more invested in this topic than I am. I admittedly, like I, I love that we get all these different topics. But sometimes I look at one and I go. I don't know. And then those are always the ones that you will look at. They're like a dog whistle for you to get really excited about a topic. Yeah. When it's a super weird topic, I like to get really excited about it. And so for that reason, I've done zero research, but I've, I do have strong feelings about it, but you've done research. So why don't you take it away and talk about uh, some of the stuff you looked up? Cause you, you've narrowed down the list. So, so talk about that. I have, uh, I'm looking, I, I, I have still a list of criteria that I think we ought to use in determining what is the worst. So, okay. and you can help me along with that, um, figuring out more that we could use. Um, but as far as like just looking at the vast world of animals in zoos, I, uh, I did want to break it down and make it a little easier. So I found what I believe are, uh, nine worst zoo animals of all time. Okay. And, uh, you mentioned that you had one that you thought, oh, this is absolutely going to be the winner. Yes. 
But um, you you have criteria by which you got to this, right? Because you you were like suggesting ideas, one of which was hidiness, which I didn't know what that meant until I thought about it. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh, does he not like like a rhinoceros because it's got a thick hide? And then I realized, no, he means animals where you go and show up to the exhibit and they're nowhere to be found because their natural state is stay the F away from me. I'm going to hide. Yeah. Okay. And there are a lot of those. Uh, that is, and, and those criteria generally seem to apply to large groups of animals. You know what I mean? Like if you go, go to where the terrariums are, you're not going to see much. Right. Because a lot of times those are hidden off in corners. If you go to, uh, the lion area, the lion will be there, but a lot of times he's just off sitting in the back facing away from the people because he doesn't want to look at them. Um, but, and, and that was where I started with this. Um, but then I came across a collection of animals so ill-suited to being in a zoo (laughs) that they seem it, this episode took a turn quickly okay, and it became, oh, wow, look at these animals. So I figure we'll use those kinds of criteria we were using before, um, and use that to break down this list. How does that sound? That sounds great. I'm very excited to, uh, to have this list revealed to the people. All right. Um, so let's, let's first do the list of criteria that we will judge them on. Great. Um, danger. Should something happen to the zoo? Boringness. Uh, general creepiness. And hiding, hidiness, as you mentioned before. Uh, what else? Uh, smell, perhaps? Maybe, although it's, um, un- it's unfair to judge an animal based on smell. Cause a lot of true. animals smell. I mean, it's real mean to just put ugliness on the list, but there's some ugly animals in the zoo. Hey, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Mark. What's ugly to you may be beautiful to somebody else. Yeah, like opposite, like the opposite of the species of what is a hot, ooh, that's a really hot naked mole rat to another naked role mat, mole rat of the opposite species. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert, that's one of the ten. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, um, you don't ever go to the, like, go like, boy, that's a, that's a really hot orangutan. Man, that thing, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean what? to that's, be weird. That's very true. Yeah. If we're not judging animals by whether they're hot, we can't judge them by when they're, uh, by whether they're ugly. In fact, <laughs> If they're weird looking, it's even better because they're hilarious. I saw, you know what? That's true. I saw an animal once on a show called Zaboomafu, which is some. I remember Zaboomafu. Okay. So you know what it is. Yeah. It was some animal show where a puppet animal tells you about real animals. Yeah. So the Mm -hmm. real animal, I forget what it was. It looked like a, like a bat sort of. It had giant bug eyes and uh, it's, it's claws. It had really long middle claws. So it could, was it a Nosferatu? It looked like a Nosferatu. It was basically a Nosferatu with a really long middle finger who could dig like grubs. <laughs> a out Nosferatu of a, who yeah. had a problem with you. It. <laughs> I was so obsessed with this animal <laughs> that I based. Um, I had a character that I created that you can still find online if you go to jibjab.com. I created this old lady character that was partially based on on uh, one of my great aunts, but also like one of her. One of her things was she would she would eat food really weird. She would put food in her mouth. Her eyes would cross, and her jaw her the jaw would like go in a circular motion. And that that aspect of the character I created was based entirely on this animal that I saw, and it was weird looking. So I have a lot of respect and love. I'm just picturing you do that in my head right now, and it looks a little like Mama's Family. Yeah, you've seen it before. You've seen me do that character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been years. This is one yeah. to dust off. It's been almost as long as it's been since I did Amigos. <laughs> I, uh, I only we're digging wish. deep. In, we're digging deep into our vaults today. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. So, um, so are we ready to reveal the list? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I have already named one of them, and that is the naked mole rat. Okay. I have been saved by Hal's pointing out that they're hilarious. Cause was that the big problem? Uh, tell me, tell me the problem with, let's, let's dig into each animal as we go. And we'll yeah, figure okay, out right. whether, whether it should stay in the worst, like, is it really one of the, the ten, you have nine, I have one. So we're okay. going to figure out from this list of, of ten, cause I trust you to have done the vetting here. We'll figure yeah, out. I did some, I did some vetting. We'll figure out like a worst three. How's that? That sounds great. Um, so the naked mole rat, uh, is a, imagine a rat 
that's tiny and has no hair on its body and is bright pink with two little buck fangs. And uh, it looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like someone took a bunch of rats, stripped their skin off of them, and then put them all in one place to terrify someone. Like a, a serial killer or a, or a leather face kind of person. Oh, wow. Look at this thing. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like yeah. a walrus made love to the gopher from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and then the, the baby just never got hair. I mean, it does look like somebody's played a prank on a mole. Yeah. And that, like when they're all together and they're in their, in their little burrow, it just looks like a pile of penises. <laughs> oh, no. Like a tiny pile of penises with little faces that every once in a while you're like, did that penis just look at me? <laughs> uh, does that penis have teeth? Why is that penis with teeth looking at me? You know, I, I thought looking at it, this, it does look like a penis and that I didn't want to say anything because I know this is a family show. I was like, we're going to avoid that. And then you just nope. went whole hog. Uh, yeah. I, to, Cause to me, it also looks like, uh, somebody packed a sausage incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, all right, I got this much casing. Hey, man, casing. you left the thing's head on. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this is too much casing for the amount of meat you have because it's real wrinkly and weird. <laughs> but there is something cute about it. Like, there's one – I can see one where it's uh, – look, this would be ter- – here's the thing. Every animal looks cute in a picture or can look cute in a picture. But for me, like, if this was was in my home right now – I would run so far, so yeah. fast that I that- I think the determinant of cute is whether or not if you open up a um if you open up a, a Google image search of it yeah. and your first reaction is aw and or ah. and when you open up the Google image search of a naked mole rat, you go, yeah. Well it has because it has the two fangs in the front, but also bottom fangs, which I guess they all have. Like this really is meant to show you if you have something against the mole and its general design, yeah. this is what you go to because you don't have fur obscuring any of the mm-hmm. any of the problem areas. Yeah, these are these are uh, terrifying, gross monsters. But so um, <laughs> let's look at the criteria. Okay. Um, we're elim- are we keeping ugliness or are we eliminating ugliness? I mean, I think uh, we should eliminate ugliness. All right. Uh, danger. Pretty low on the danger scale. Well, who knows what those uh, teeth could do. Boringness. They don't really do much except lay there. They're fascinating to look at for a minute. And that may add, you know, that may detract from their boringness, but it definitely adds to their third criteria, which is general creepiness. L- let me ask you so They are generally creepy. I mean, I can see how creepy yeah. these are. In fact, there's They're a lot of creepy in doing a Google Im- image search. There's a lot of like, mole faces put on human beings heads and that's terrifying mm-hmm. so yeah. the fact that like this is the new face of fear in the form of an animal <laughs> sure <clears throat> um but i i will say like think about a tiger at the zoo we've already talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit that that's what we would consider an exciting animal because it's an animal where if you were in the wild it would be very like that would be really high on the danger scale if all of a sudden mm-hmm. they could get out in the public, there'd be a real threat because they are predators that eat meat and they could easily see us as victims. But when you see them in their habitats, they're usually just laying there. Maybe mm-hmm. sometimes they're playing. Is that, does that make them more exciting? Cause I, like what? Maybe the monkeys are exciting because they'll swing around or the birds mm-hmm. are exciting because they'll fly around or you want to see a polar bear jump in the water and swim. But. I mean, I guess this molt, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, to defend this thing, but it really does just look like a wrinkly old dong. Yeah. You really, you're really, you're really defending this guy hard. I, I'm just trying to find the beauty in everything. This is making it real difficult for it. even stretched out when it's not all wrinkly. <laughs> it's almost worse. There is one. Have you seen picture. that show puppetry of the mole rat? <laughs> stretch it out. It's very scandalous. All right. Um, a general hidiness, uh, or hidiness, they have nowhere to hide. They're in a, like, night hole, but usually with glass in front of it, so. Right. You know. It's almost like, it, they sort of display them generally like they would an ant farm. Right. Right, right, right. So you can see, yeah, you can see how they're tunneling mm-hmm. through. 
Oh, which probably yeah. scares the heck out of them that they've got light shining in when they are naked and designed to be in pitch blackness. Yeah, you know what else? They look like a wet. They look like a wet loaf of uncooked bread with legs. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next animal. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. By the way, like... uncooked bread is dough. Yeah, but this is something different. This is, you know, it's supposed to be bread. Like, just it didn't cook all the way through, and it's just sort of uh, lumpy, and then it started walking around and grew teeth. But some um, of these pictures are cute. All right. Let me know when you're done looking right. at adorable, naked penis mouth, penis rats. All right. Tell me the next one. We'll get away from the crotch rat. and Let's get away from the naked mole rat and move on to our second uh contender for worst zoo animal. Okay. And that is the Madagascar golden orb spider. Uh spiders generally terrifying. This is a huge spider with uh a yellow and black body and bright red legs. And um oh, he is No. Yeah, he's about two and a half times the size of a cricket that he is winding up in his web in the photos that I'm looking at. Yeah, you know what? I, uh, I'm deathly afraid of spiders. Yeah, this thing, uh, so then do not go to the National Zoo, Hal, because at the National Zoo, uh, the Madagascar golden orb spider, uh, he, he tracks its prey primarily by feeling vibrations on its web. So it is very attached to its web. And unless it's, unless you get stuck in its web really poses no threat, which is what the zookeepers will tell you is the reason why that, that terrifying Madagascar golden orb spider is in an open display and not behind glass. Wait, what? Yeah. Open display, my friend. What does that mean? Like you could walk in and walk into its web? Well, I'm sure there's like a stanchion in front of it, but it ain't protected like the Mona Lisa. You think a stanchion's going to stop that spider? Like, oh, oh, uh, you know what? I didn't bring my ID. I can't go over there and eat your eyeballs yeah. out of your head. Yeah. Well, that's what it says. They track tangled prey by feeling vibrations on the silky web. Yeah. And uh, and also they uh, respect authority. <laughs> They will not bring a plus one if they're the only one invited to the clubs. Yeah. They will wait behind exactly. the stanchion. All right, we're only exactly. letting uh, three more animals in. Let's oh, uh, if there's a pair, I can also go. <laughs> you wait there. Do as you're told. Um, so this one is on the list. It is a terrifying spider, but it's all, it's mainly on the list because of how it is displayed at the National Zoo, which is not behind glass. I'm going to put that at a 45 out of 10 on the danger scale. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sure these things are like, oh, the spiders are our friends and they eat flies and stuff. Don't be fooled. Okay, people? Spiders will kill you. They're just waiting for the opportunity. Each one. Each and every one. So the next time um, you trap one in a cup and release it into the wild, it's all it's done is recon. It's it's hoping <laughs> that you put that you put it back out in the wild so it can go tell its friends. Hal, I like spiders. They get rid of a lot of pests. As you know what, spiders are better not seen. If they're if they're I'm sure there are some in my uh in my palatial apartment right now. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with you being here as long as I don't ever see or know you're around. Because I'm paying rent here, and I'm pretty sure you're not, and I don't like freeloaders. So if I catch you, you may not survive. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Um, I don't know if this is a bottom three, though. I would. No, I, I, would I don't either. I mean, despite your despite your eloquent threat. Yeah, I mean, it's people like spiders, and I'm sure it's mm. it's it's from Madagascar, so it's cool and unique. So th that doesn't make it. It's terrifying, but I don't think it's a worst zoo animal, as much as I hate to say it. Um. All right. Well, let me move on to – we have two from Madagascar in okay. this. Uh, the second one from Madagascar is the Madagascar hissing cockroach. Okay. This is a giant, terrifying-looking cockroach that, when it gets scared, shoots air out its sides – and it sounds like, so imagine a giant cockroach coming at you and, uh, and 
if it sees you and becomes startled by you and you're in a face-off, square-down, whatever, with this hissing cockroach, and you don't know that it hisses, and it lets loose with a hiss, do you know how many battles that cockroach would win against human beings, including me? Yeah. Fine, run, go, take my house, <laughs> I don't care. It's yours, here's the lease. Yeah, here, enjoy. Here are the keys, here's the key to the laundry room. You gotta push the key in and then pull it out a little bit, and then lift it up, and then it'll open. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, it's... I don't know. All bugs fall into that category of pe- people who like creepy crawlies will love it. So, um, all right. But I well, will say, I will say it's gross. And when you do a Google image search and it comes up with babies and giving birth as two of the other choices, because people do oof. keep these as a pet. That is one of the other things is pet. Um, but when they give birth, it's pretty, it looks pretty nasty. Um, and I will say when I was in – I went to Israel as a teenager. I went on a teen tour mm-hmm. and we stayed in a hostel where they were like, there are giant cockroaches here, just so you know. They're about the size of a salt and pepper shaker. Jeez. So all the boys, we were like, oh, we better – if we find one of these, we're going to hunt it down. And sure enough, we found one and hunted it down and it was gigantic <laughs> and it took like – Slap it with, with a flip flop, then use hairspray and a lighter to blow torch it, then hit it with a flip flop again because it's not dead. Wow. You guys, I can't tell whether you guys are Sid from Toy Story, um, or if you are the army that is battling the giant evil monster in a, uh, in a 1950s sci-fi movie and nothing seems to work. <laughs> well, it felt like we were the kids from Lord of the Flies. Oh, cause like we were. And s- how old were you? Uh, I probably was 15 at this point, oh, 15 yeah. or 16. Yeah. So you're really into this notion of like, like you're going to hunt this down. We are, we are 15. We are men now. Yeah. I was like, if I participate in this, will you like me? <laughs> Will this do it? <laughs> now am I cool? Oh, buddy. If I, if I don't pretend like I'm afraid of this giant bug. <laughs> um, all right. So if the hissing cockroach is out, uh, because it does have some good creepy crawly factor to a lot of people that like that element in zoos. Yeah. And it's a fine looking bug. Actually, it's not, it's not even ugly. How about this then? If you, uh, if you think that you've got, you know, it does have some creepy crawly factor that some people like in a zoo animal, so that might not make it the worst. Um, what about this one? The common American cockroach. It is in the St. Louis Zoo. Now, if you had told me that that was in like the Paris Zoo, then I would be <laughs> like, okay, I get it. If it's yeah. in St. Louis, no. that's not an, it's not an exhibit. That's a problem. Yeah. They may have, it may have started as a problem and became an exhibit. Yeah. Like Like they just periodically put up little things that say cockroach, American cockroach. Yeah. Just all over the, all over the grounds of the zoo in case you see one. Yeah. You may have noticed that this dining area is also an exhibit for the American cockroach. You'll find them every time you turn on the lights scattering around trying to escape. Have you had, um, have you had like uh big cockroach problems? Have you ever lived somewhere? Because you're you're pretty uh, uh you're pretty fastidious in how you keep a space. Very much so. And can I tell you this? It's funny you mention that. In the last, I've lived in this apartment in New York for two and a half years. Yes. In the past week, we've started noticing a couple of them. Oh, it must drive you crazy. I think we've, I think we've each found about three, and we don't know where they're coming from, and we don't know how it's happening, and. Katie is losing her mind. She texted me the other day. Oh, by the way, when you get home, there's boric acid all over the counters. It's like, oh, no, she's finally lost it to these bugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean, you're in an older building, so they're probably not. Um, yeah, it's probably not your fault. Like I moved when I first moved to L.A. and I, oh, lived I was in not Hollywood. claiming responsibility for these cockroaches. Hal. <laughs> well, what I, do you mean? It's not my fault. You say it's not my fault as if you believed it was my fault. No, no, it's not your fault. That's what I said. I said, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. How? How? Yep. Is it my fault? It's probably your fault. Okay. 
Uh, Hashtag cockroach fault. <laughs> if you're still a, a picture of you <laughs> reacting to a cockroach in your home <laughs> with the hashtag cockroach fault. Now, uh, I would put right. this as a top three just because it's a gross co- – yeah. I mean, this is like similar to having an ant, which I guess there are ants in zoos, right? Yeah. But this is this is trash to have in a zoo. Like, do yes. you want it in its, natu- in its natural habitat? Put it at the bottom of a garbage can. Yeah, do people put, like, the giant rats in New York and D.C. in the zoo? I, no, they don't need to. They have those naked mole rats. Exactly. <laughs> it scares them all away. Um, all right, the, so the, cockro- the American cockroach is a definite final contender. Yes. All right, so um, I'm eliminating these from my list as we go. Yes. Um, all right, our next one I would like to talk about. This, uh, this is, should, do we need to take a break? Yeah, you know what? Let's take a break before we go through the other five terrible zoo animals. Let's take a break to hear something that is not terrible, which is advertising for some of the great podcasts available on the Maximum Fun Network. I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. My name is Patrick. My name is Ariel. My name is Joe Coglin. The first time I uh, went to MaxCon, I didn't know anyone. I was really uh, nervous about that. Everyone said not to worry about going alone, that I'd make friends right away, that I'd have an amazing time. It turns out everyone was right. I instantly had 200 new friends. I've made lifelong friends at MaxFunCon that I'm going to keep in touch with for the rest of my life. If you aren't sure if you belong at MaxFunCon, you belong. Don't be like me. Don't waste two years being too nervous. Just go already. Join Ariel, Patrick, and Joe at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. And we're back. And we're still talking about terrible monsters. Yes. What is the next terrible monster on your list, Mark? <laughs> um, the next terrible monster on our list is the white-eyed moray eel. Okay. Uh, so I'll give everyone a second to Google a photo of the white-eyed moray eel. The white-eyed moray eel. There we go. It came up. It is the – wow. It is the the third thing. White-eyed monkey is in there. Oh. The reason I put this on the list is twofold. Uh, one, its eyes – are horrifying. Uh, these are, these are the eyes <laughs> of pure evil. Oh, these are the eyes of an animal that, uh, it, it, a white eyed moray eel has the crazed look in its eye of someone on bath salts. Okay. I assume. I, here's what I want to do as an exercise uh-huh. everybody go look. I mean, you're probably going to look up these animals if you are creatures if you've never seen them before. Or, or don't remember what they look like. I'm going to do an impression based on the first page. I looked up white-eyed moray eel on mm-hmm. Google image search. And I just want to do my impression of what I think they sound like if they could speak. And then, Mark, I want you to do what you think they would sound like if they could speak. And I think that will help clear up how both of us feel about these animals, okay? Oh. All right. So I'll go first. <clears throat> oh, hey, guys. It's me. I'm just, you know, swimming around in the ocean, looking around, hiding in this cave. And, uh... Yeah, if you want to hang out and come over for dinner, I sure would like to to eat some fish with you. Be be a lot of fun. All right, I'll I'll see you later. Bye. All right, Mark, you go. I am a portent of your death. <laughs> that's what these. That's what this this animal looks like to me. But if you think it looks cute and unassuming. Uh, they just look really like what? Like they it just looks like they're surprised all the time. But to you, that looks evil. It looks terrifying to me. 
Yeah. The other reason is I was really scared of Flotsam and Jetsam from The Little Mermaid when I was a kid. Oh, yes. Do they still frighten you when you go on The Little Mermaid ride at Disney California Adventure? Um, no, not anymore. I, I, I know. Well, now I know that, uh, most of these animated movies, most were drawn like their people drew pictures. Yes. Oh, so they're not real. You've figured that out, right. that there's no real Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, uh, exactly. Now I'm a grown up. <laughs> Um, but I also have gone fishing and caught a moray eel before. Oh. And they will, cause you know, they're kind of like snakes. They, ha- they have no, uh, you know, external fins. I don't know the proper words. Um, <laughs> and so they move like snakes and one, I reeled it in and it started climbing up my fishing pole with those terrifying eyes. Okay. Like it was going to ride up my fishing pole and come down at me. Yeah. You had personal trouble. Look, I don't want to touch this thing. Yeah. I don't even want to be near it, but I don't think it's that terrifying because I didn't have your experience. Yeah. All right. Um, but I'll take it off the list. Yeah. Um, because I think we have, I think in the last five, we will find our two. Okay. To go along with the American cockroach. Uh, I know this one is not going to win, but I'm going to point out that it is a terrible zoo animal and that is human. Yes. The London Zoo once had a human exhibit. Where they hired a bunch of actors to live inside of a zoo exhibit. Uh, that is pretty bad, but not nearly as bad as what they used to do, which was uh, find a family and against their will exploit them by putting them in a zoo. Uh, I don't know who, what zoo it was that was like, oh, uh, here's the zebras and here's the tigers and here is an Inuit family. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of racism probably- there. Lot of, lot of troubles there. So we're taking human off of this list. I will say, Mark, as a, as a performer, you've done, uh, a lot of jobs, uh, including theme park jobs. Would, yes. would you accept, is there an amount of money, a reasonable amount of money you would accept to be a living zoo exhibit for, for, let's say six, I think they did it for like six to 10 weeks, something like that. Six to ten weeks. Uh, I did not know how long they did it. I thought you were going to be measuring this in hours. Nope. You got to sleep um, there. And- six to ten weeks. Yes, there is an amount of money. I'm writing it down on this piece of paper and I'm sliding it over to you. We do not have a deal. Okay. Uh, so humans are off the list. I do like the idea, though, of actors being like, oh, what a great day to be a human. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> this is how I am naturally. Pay attention to me. This is my big day at the zoo. And then they crap in their hand and throw it at the guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's theater, Mark. Yeah. We're trying to make a point. Not my president. <laughs> Do you get it? Hashtag poop fling. Uh, uh, so, uh, we've, we've eliminated that. We have four left. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, there is one zoo that holds the distinction for having two of the worst zoo animals of all time in one zoo. Uh, and that is the Mara Land Zoo in Gaza, in Israel. Okay. Now, I preface this with, it is not their fault. It is a bit of a war zone where they are, and it's tough to get exotic animals in there. So, their, their cat exhibit. Okay. Is feral cats from the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm going to say we strike that from the list just because that is an extenuating circumstance. Okay. Then this next one, though, is not an extenuating circumstance because this is – they deserve punishment for this. Okay. This is not like just putting cats in there because they were being industrious and couldn't get exotic animals, so they put cats in there. Sure. No, no, no. They took a donkey (laughs) and they cut its hair, its mane. And they painted, do you see where I'm going with this? Yep. (laughs) Black and white stripes all over this donkey and told everyone it was a zebra. (laughs) What you want is a zebra. It's a zebra. Why you, why you complain? (laughs) Why you complain? It's good. It's zebra. So I, I I would argue that it is, it is possible that the worst zoo animal in the world is a donkey painted like a zebra. It's worse than a bunch of actors. I mean, I know we're eliminating that, but. <laughs> yeah, way worse. 
I think it's, those actors did that on purpose. I think it's deceitful, but you, you were the one who at the beginning was talking about the <laughs> cruelty factor. Look, it is cruel, but it's not like they're torturing the donkey. They gave it a haircut and painted it. Now you I'm not, they're, I'm they're not advocating that. Donkey. I'm not advocating that behavior at all. Uh, I, here's what I'll say that this is in one zoo. I think, th- I think to be the worst zoo animal, you have to be in, in multiple zoos. Well, like you have to be able to right. find it. Like it could ostensibly be as opposed to like Jim Zoo, come see the zebra. We swear it's real. <laughs> and it's a, it's, and this time it's a feral cat. It's actually a, a naked mole rat <laughs> that somebody drew on with a sharpie. <laughs> oh. Or they wanted a naked mole rat exhibit and they just shaved a subway rat. <laughs> or they have an actual rat that they've uh, glued a piece of pizza to. Look, it's pizza rat. Pizza rat is here at a zoo. You'll pay extra. Uh, have you seen the uh, the spider dragging a mouse into its web? Nope, not interested. Moving on. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So I have one more on my list and then you have yours that you said hands down. Okay. Uh, so the last one on my list is in multiple zoos. Uh, its boringness factor is super high. It is, of course, coral. Yeah. Coral. Well, coral. <laughs> come on, man. Like, you could, coral is the only animal in the zoo that if you made it out of plastic and just set it there, I would have no idea. <laughs> you could literally make a a resin or a fiberglass or a styrofoam version of this animal. That's and true. And I would not know the difference. That's fair. It is that high on the boringness scale. Okay. Pretty to look at, but lots of stuff's pretty to look at. But here's the thing. Is coral ever displayed on its own? Or... Is it is it part of an ecosystem? Uh, I would argue that it is displayed on its own, at least in a few zoos. It has to be. Really? Are you sure? Because I'm sure because there's got to be at least two zoos out there where there's a zookeeper who's like, well, I have to make sure that everyone knows that uh, uh, coral, it's not rocks. It's not a plant. It's an animal. Okay. So we're putting a animal sign on it. You know what I mean? I believe that guy, that guy has to exist in two zoos. I'm pretty sure that for coral to thrive, it needs other other fish and creatures of the sea around it. And I'm freestyling here. However, with that in mind, I don't think there's any zookeeper whose need to be pedantic overrules their need to set up like they're more likely to go. Well, this is an accurate. Uh, these are the fish that would be around this particular coral. And when I do an image search. There's some beautiful coral. Now, I, I look, certainly you could make it out of plaster and you could probably fool me very easily. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think of it as something that's displayed on its own. It's certain, like the boringness factor is high. I'll grant you that. The danger factor is super low. That's true. Um, but it does have a merit on its own in that it's beautiful to see it. If you're in like an inner city, if you're in like Chicago, let's say, or, or Philadelphia, where there's not mm-hmm. a lot of beautiful exotic coral and you get to see some like the it, the fourth image in my Google image search is like multicolored coral it's gorgeous oh i'm not discounting that coral is gorgeous but so is everything in an ikea <laughs> i don't think that's true <laughs> i don't think right. that's true at all well look we're not here to discuss whether or not stuff <laughs> in ikea is beautiful or not so people take pictures in an Ikea and of beautiful things and hashtag it beautiful Ikea. Yeah. Just your favorite items. Anyone is still playing along. We love you. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, all right. So it sounds like our, what, what we determined was going to be a top three. Um, it sounds like really we're just looking for something to beat cockroach and nothing has done it. Well, uh, except the one thing that's left. And are you still confident enough in that yours will be the winner? I'm not, but I want to, I want to put it out there. I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear it and, uh, let it have the floor. Um, look, as I've stated in this episode and probably many times before in other places, I'm terrified of spiders and of all the spiders in the kingdom of spiders which is a terrifying movie with William Shatner. 
Kingdom of the Spiders. In Esperanto. Yes, in Esperanto. <laughs> and the whole time he's hanging under the hood of a car like it's TJ Hooker. <laughs> in it, Amongst all the spiders, the most terrifying to me is the tarantula or anything that looks like a tarantula. Because it's just like a fuzzy lump of death. And if you go to a zoo where tarantula is kept, they're always in like a weird terrarium in a darkened room. And they're sort of hidden because they just sort of sit there. They don't spin it. Unlike the, unlike that weird open air spider that you were talking about and whatever zoo I'll never go to. <laughs> they, they they like are in this little and they just sit there and you know that they're just plotting. They're just thinking of like who, what will be the human being that I murder tonight? I can't wait. I'm going to sit here. Maybe every once in a while, I'm going to raise one of my legs real slowly. Like I'm feeling like I'm blind. Oh, can somebody help me? I can't see anything. I'm just a weird, hairy death spider. I'm just feeling around. Can you let me take your arm and you can lead me around the room. And then as soon as you do quick as a, as a hiccup. They're crawling up your arm over to your neck to dig their two fangs in and fill you with poison. Um, I'm pretty sure the tarantulas are safe. Well, they're, they are poisonous spiders. They will. If you, go look. Go do Google image search for tarantula bite. And, and have your eyes open. I won't even search for it. I can't, I can't even look at a picture. I don't like saying the word. But to me, they're, I, they're terrifying. Danger factor off, off the charts. No, uh, nowhere near as dangerous as some of these other ones. But also boring because they just uh, the bite, sit uh, there. Look, I've got it right now. The bite of a pet tarantula is similar to that of a bee sting. No. No, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. And wait. All right, Hal, look. What? I will give it to you that a tarantula oh. in a zoo is frequently boring. The sight of it is exciting. Um, But I will also point out that a tarantula... When wreaking havoc on Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci in the classic Christmas comedy Home Alone <laughs> is fantastic and hilarious and very exciting. <sighs> Fine. Well, then I guess we have our answer, don't we? I think we do. All right. Well, then allow me to say hashtag people of the world. <laughs> cool. Take a picture of the people of the world. <laughs> take a picture of the people of the world and post it. Hashtag people of the world. And send it to, at we got this tweets, people of the world. Go to the zoo. If you have a zoo that ethically, uh, is, is above board and is doing right by its animals, then go support the zoo. And it's a good experience for a child to have to be exposed to animals from around the world. Who knows? Zoo visits can, can breed future scientists, future veterinarians, people in the, uh, in animal medicine. Animal husbandry can spark all sorts of great uh, scientific curiosity and, and wonder in children. It's great. But if you go to a zoo and you see a bunch of regular old cockroaches running around, you probably shouldn't be at that zoo. I think that zoo's <laughs> got a problem. And hey, zoo owners, I feel for you. I know if you have regular old American cockroaches running around that zoo, what are you going to do? Fumigate? You can't. You're going to kill the chimp. Everybody comes to see the chimp. They love the chimp. The chimp swings around. You're not allowed to look at the chimp in the eyes because it'll go crazy. But that then, that's all you want to do. All you want to do when you're told you can't look at the chimp in the eyes is get into a staring contest with that chimp because you're the one who's going to make it okay. Guarantee you, you won't. That's, that's how you get your arms ripped off. That's, that's easy. That's just zoo 101. The point is, if you see cockroaches, there's a problem. Zoo owners, I know it's tough. You're never going to get rid of those cockroaches. So you got to pretend like they're part of the zoo, quote unquote. I get it. I feel for you. But guess what? Your zoo has the worst possible zoo animal in it if you're passing those things off as an exhibit that anybody's going to care about. This isn't Joe's apartment. They're not going to start singing and dancing and talking to you. They're just going to run around looking for sugar or food. And just show everybody at the zoo where all the dirty parts of your zoo are. And that is why the worst zoo animal is the American cockroach. Asked and answered. And oh, one more thing. Yes. Naked mole rat. 
I know oh, you were wow. put on this list. I'm sorry, buddy. I think you're adorable. I don't want you anywhere uh. near me. Never get near me. <laughs> Never. You're, you're real cute on a Google image search. Even the one where you got your mouth open wide. And that, nope, probably that one terrifies me. me. That one, that, that is where I draw the line. Mark, he's just saying, hey. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter at WeGotThisTweets, or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit, A Flame War is probably happening right now. You can also email us at WeGotThisPodcast at gmail.com, but what we really want you to do, the best thing you can do is go to our new Facebook group. It's Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WeGotThisPodcast. It's a great place for the people of the world, our beloved fans, that is you, to talk to one another. You can debate episodes. You can suggest topics. Uh, we'll have polls. We share images. I, I, we started it just a, a week or two ago, and it's been so great. I wish I'd started a group uh, at the very beginning, but I, I love seeing the interaction on there, and we love how engaged all of you are in the show and with each other, and it's a place to safely argue about things that will not end friendships. So join us there. Thank you, as always, to Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our award-winning theme song and score, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, graphic designer Uri Kelman, researcher Kate McManus, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, of course, as always, to you, our listeners. You've scared the bejesus out of us this time, and we're all going to have nightmares. I hope you followed along. Thanks for playing our game. Uh, for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.